You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Tanya Pinkins. Welcome back to part two of my conversation with Camelia Elias. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. You can't say that. What does embodiment mean? Well, I mean, embodiment, it, it simply means that, um, to, to, to give an example, one of, in the spiritual world, you know, one of the, the what's rising on the rise now, it's the, the figure of the witch, right? So, so say, so, okay, so how do we, you know, the witch, we already have some, uh, the witch has always had, you know, bad reputation, <laughs> evil woman and all that. So, now, in all forms of reappraisals, you know, you find um, attempts to re-embody the concept, you know, in different ways. So, which and that simply means that you begin to gesture the word in a particular form. So, when you use your hands, like literally, <laughs> okay, I'm not suggesting. Why don't you go out and sweep the floor? You know, so we remind people of the witch's relation to the broom. <laughs> Or, you know, write it if you can also. That would be more spectacular. Huh? Mm. Uh, so, so embodiment simply just means that you that you take a conceptual image and then you act upon it by um, getting your body across, you know, putting your body, getting your body into it. And it's very, very basic. Again, it's like it's gestures. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in the school of rhetorics, you know, that they, you, you would think that the school of rhetoric is about words and persuasion and all that. Like, fuck that. You know, there is no such thing. It's all about how you gesture, how you bring your body into, into that image that you, that you craft. So there is always some, Conscious, um, conscious doing <laughs> behind uh, uh, behind uh, uh, all of these acts. So it's not it's not um, non calculated. So this is all pr- pretty calculated, yeah. Um, so that, I don't know if that answered what's embodiment. <laughs> yeah. Now uh, you use the word magic many times, and as I said this idea of magic is something that's new in my life. I have always thought of manifestation kind of from the new thought, ancient wisdom thing, but Mm. I've been really fascinated to learn about magic. What is magic to you? 
<laughs> well, one of the classical definitions of magic is simply that magic is a symbolic action with intent, you know. So so you engage in, in, in symbolic acts, you know what I mean? But isn't that, I love you, I'm going to give you some flowers. Is that an act of magic? Yeah, yeah for instance. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I mean, if you think about it, um, that, that stuff that you do as soon as you get up in the morning, and you think, oh, uh, what a dreadful day. I have to show up at work, you know. So, yeah, so how are you going to psych yourself up to something better, you know? So then you start thinking, okay, first you take a shower and then maybe you use some nice perfume, uh, put on the better dress that you don't even want to bother, but then you make a, you make a, <laughs> a symbol, you know, turn it into a symbolic action, say this bet this better dress that I don't even feel like putting on today, you know, or this perfume that, fuck, you know, I, I think I should maybe go and eat something with the pigs. That's how I feel, right? Um, so what you do is like when you, you turn it around, right? So you say, I have to show up at work and I have to be persuasive and I have to be pretty and I have to be because, you know, it helps if you are, if you are more beautiful or whatever, you know, <laughs> yeah, then, then success kind of tends to follow. So, you know, so, so you, you engage in all these acts and somebody say, well, well, are you for real? And you'd have to say, no, I hope not. <laughs> None of this shit is for real. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so magic is very much aligned with these small acts that actually all of us, we, we engage with because we have an agenda. You have to go to work and you, maybe you, you have to meet with the, with the 13 men in black and you have to tell them something about marriage that, that they don't want to hear. So how are you going to do that? So, you know, so, you know, what lipstick are you going to put on? You know, are you going to have some black uh, nail polish also, you know? <laughs> or are you going to, what kind of a, an, an image are you going to craft for yourself that, that you think will aid you in whatever agenda you have? So, you know, it's the same thing, like you are in love. You don't show up on the, on the, on the doorstep to your lover with, with a cabbage. Huh? You come with a bunch of roses, right? Because they smell nice. <laughs> I mean, um, th this is it, right? So, so it's this is all symbolic action. Now, some would say, okay, so is there anything out there that is not symbolic action with intent? And you know, my Zen self would say, no, relax. You know, there is no such thing. Everything is invested with symbolism because everything is already part of the circulation of 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 what we what we what we call the icon. You know. So, <laughs> How how do we get the name in the you know like, can we re, can you please repeat my name again so, <laughs> so the the world can you know so that I, I can be thank you yes you know so there you thank have it you. I have to say it ten times if every morning <laughs> so before you know it you know before you know it um, you are something you know that's how power comes to you <laughs> now where all of this doesn't work and you know you can also talk about the inverse of the situation and some say well that didn't work i showed up on the steps on the doorsteps of my lover and she kicked me out <laughs> and i had so many roses <laughs> well i would have to say turn it around and say okay i have an answer you know why it doesn't work it's because you didn't insist long enough <laughs> so if anybody now here is a piece of, of magic for free if anybody wants to know why sometimes their own symbolic actions with intent, yeah, you have to be conscious of what you're doing because otherwise, you know, I mean, we can all just fly through life in a blissful way, uh, ignorantly blissful. <laughs> 
um, uh, you have to have a, a strong resolve and you have to be resolute. Uh, you need stamina and resilience. So when people fail in their shit, it's because they don't insist long enough. Now, some, is gonna, some people are going to chastise me for saying this. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm with you on that. Now, so one of the things I found in my life that I've learned in my whatever years I've been here is that anything I've really wanted, I could get. But sometimes... I've gotten some things that didn't turn out as good as I imagined them to be. And that made me a little afraid of acting in that way because, you know, I started thinking, well, maybe I needed to just be happy with what came my way because I know I can get what I want, but sometimes it doesn't match what I thought it was going to be. What do you say to that? Yeah. Well, you know, I would say that, when that happens, I would say that the the that thing that I I see as the primary condition for any magical or the success of any magical operation is um is that um not only do you do you perform or embody your symbolic actions stretch them to the maximum and then you and then you keep at it yeah but you also have to not uh, act on fears you know so if you any kind of fear. I mean, that's like the, that's the, the you kill it, you know, <laughs> if you give in to fear, then, then you are there with a, with another world. You are with the world of illusion. Yeah. But you are not with the world of two people's magic. You know, if we are two people, I mean, we can't control other people. So you've mm. got two people acting with their magic and their intentions are different. How does that well, I, you know, <laughs> now I'm going to say something stupid, <laughs> really? or, maybe, or maybe something very clever. I hope. Um, well, you know, the you heard of the stories, and there is a reason why we have so so many stories also in the in the, in our cultural consciousness. You know, uh, via films and theater, dance, movies. I mean, all, all of that poetry. You know, literature. Why do you suppose people write uh, all of those things? Um, and what is it always about? It's about the, the stronger one, you know? So the stronger one wins. So if yeah. two people having two different magical agendas, and then if they come up against, you know, like they are at odds, let's put it that way. They are at odds with one another. There isn't a thing where, well, both yield and then, you know, or both do keep at it. So, so, it's like with all things being equal, you know, <laughs> in some alchemical communities, they love to, to talk about that, you know, or when all things being equal, you know, um, there is, there is advancing, there is yielding, but sometimes when you yield power, you win. <laughs> mm. Sometimes when you advance, especially if the momentum is not with you, a lot of martial arts um, talks about that, you know, nothing but, you know, I have a, a, a love of mar martial arts and all things Japanese from the Sengoku period, which is the warring period, the warring era, uh, around 1500, yeah? So, you know, so, so all the war manuals, they talk about this dynamics, you know, between uh, charging, engaging, and then yielding power and, and how you can win in both situations, when you wield, when you charge, however, if the momentum is not with you or if you can't recognize when, when the time is right 
for whatever action, then you are a, you are dead meat. You know, you are a dead soldier, right? So, so, so there isn't ever the situation when both can win, even though they are at odds. So, if we have two magicians or two people, just regular people, having an agenda that you know is. Um, Different agendas. Uh, I would say that the one with the, with the, with the better stamina, <laughs> the one with the better stamina wins, and the one with the better strategy and tactics wins. Yeah. So the one who who is uh, able to recognize, I mean, to, to be totally detached and and recognize the thing, whatever the thing is, as itself. You know. So you don't. There is no emotion here. So in, in some magical, well, not just some magical, the tarot world, you know, a lot of people think the emotions, they are so big. I, I'm not big on emotions, actually. <laughs> I stay away from any emotions. I don't want them. Um, I want clarity. I don't want emotions. I want clarity. So the thing is that when two come uh, against one another, the one with the best clarity wins. That's mm. how I you know. So, and mm. that's... That that um, invalidates the other person's tactics or strategy mm. or agenda or everything else. Yeah. Is now you didn't like emotion. What about with sex magic? Isn't you know the sexual energy an emotion or no? Oh, sexual energy, sexual energy. You know, it has nothing to do with any kind of emotion. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder why people talk so much about emotions. I mean, I don't know. It doesn't do a thing for me. Um, I mean, it's. It's, I mean, hmm, sexual arousal, you know, I mean, and all that sexual charisma and all that, it, it has zero to do with emotions. <laughs> it has all to do with the body, you know. How are you in your body, you know? Uh, how prone are you to, be, to getting excited? If you if you like the, to to listen to the wind in your hair, then it's very likely that 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 you'll also be listening to the arrows, or you know, be waiting like that with your chest open and say, "Cupid, why don't you just hit me today? Can you make it ten times? Uh, two times is too little, <laughs> you know. So hit me, you know. So so it's all about how you open yourself up to receiving the power of another, you know, uh, because. Because because you think it's fun, <laughs> you know? not because you are emotional. I mean, I don't get. I mean, I don't know. So, so people are welcome to disagree. You are welcome to disagree. <laughs> you know, but I mean, I mean, I I don't get this emotion business. You know, uh, hmm. it doesn't do a thing for me. Uh, it gets me in trouble if anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I know you just started a, a class on reading the Marseille uh, cards, and I was uh, looking up how you have a you know, you like, you, you talked about when you're reading, this is what I 
heard you say that in divination, you have to go, what is the context of the person you're with, the question, the clarity, and the caliber? Am I correct? Yeah, yeah as usually, I always, <laughs> I always have a bunch of trios or a trifecta or a four, you know, so yeah, ever the academic, you know, we need to have some structure. <laughs> Well, I was intrigued by this idea because when I, you know, pull my tarot every day, I go online and I find someone to tell me what that tarot means. And most of the time, what they say is so general, it doesn't have any meaning in my world. So I was intrigued by this idea that you said, try to empty all the stories and just look at the image on the card and see what impressions come to me. Like that sort of interest mm-hmm. is a way to proceed in my daily tarot rather than having someone else tell me a story based on a culture or their education about the cards to actually engage yeah. with the images that are before me and mm-hmm. see what they say to me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, there are different approaches to reading the tarot. So um, um, I'm not with a school that receives impressions. The psychic schools, with all due respect, I have excellent friends, you know, who, who can pull that one off very uh, beautifully. More power to them. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I like to think of myself if I should ever label myself. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> but, you know, if I should, then I would say... I prefer the the term of analytical analytical fortune teller, you know? <laughs> because what what I start with is I st- as I said I start I start with this world of images and there are rules for reading graphic design is no different than you know one on one art history or graphic graphic school yeah so you, you just look at lines you you look at color you look at how the elements on the card. Um, move you know what's the distance between them i pay attention to negative space you know like the the, the empty space between the elements you know like uh, right now i'm sitting here with a uh, with a bunch of cards and i have as it happens i have the emperor right here uh, facing up you know so so i see a, a, a man you know who's holding a big scepter you know very phallic if you want some symbolism <laughs> very strong yeah this one is not uh, is not uh, in doubt as to what he needs to do so you know so what uh, and then he sits, not quasi, you know, he's all, he almost sits. He doesn't sit all that comfortably, but he leans into his throne and right next to him. And uh, here I'm looking at uh, the Marseille, Marseille tarot cards, uh, a set from 1650, as reconstru- reconstructed by Jean-Claude Florent in, in, in France. So um, the Jean Noble, they are called. So if anybody is interested. So, you know, so he, he has this emblem there on uh, a, a bird, you know, it's an eagle on his shield. So what I do, instead of going, the emperor means power or the hermit means solitude. <laughs> you will find a whole list of meanings, um, you know, connected to the to the to cartomancy schools. Um, especially within the Anglo-American context, you know. Uh, and then there is the other school that I am an adherent to, which is called the graphic school. <laughs> so as soon as I see the first thing that I see, I don't really see that shield that the emperor has by his foot. You know, I, I go along, so well, that's one big blob, you know. So what's, what's up with this big blob, you know? <laughs> Oh, I see it has some kind of bird on it. Oh, okay, what's that bird doing? Oh, it's all about to fly, you know. So what I do... <clears throat> 
is I start, when I go into any kind of reading, I start with these uh, uh, dumb observations. I have a good friend, you know, who is totally into this, you know, Enrique Enriquez of New York. Uh, you should check him out. Um, so he, he always says, you have to approach the tarot from a completely dumb, you know, <laughs> uh, perspective. So you just have to make these dumb observations. Oh, this man, he seems to be in power. He's well-dressed, has that big scepter in his hand. He has no uh, no ambiguities. Um, then that big blob there that we call a shield <laughs> is by his foot. <laughs> so, you know, so you start to describing what you see on the card. And once you're done with that kind of job, then you think culturally. And that's when the symbolism kicks in. But this, this is not a, the, the, the for symbolism a la Freud or Jung, which is who is an even uh, better, uh, you know, beloved figure in the in the in some tarot communities. Um, oh, we are here with uh, with, with you know, the man in power, you know. So, but we start thinking uh, culturally. Yeah. So, what do we know this person for? Why is he called the emperor? Yeah. <laughs> Why is he? How does he behave? What does he do? Yeah. <laughs> so when I read the tarot, I'm always interested in what the heck I see first at the graphic level. And then I think culturally, immediately, what is the function of this figure? And as we all know, I mean, here, uh, sitting with the 22 Trumps, just, I mean, these are all figures from all walks of life. You know, mm -hmm. we have the of the emperor, we have the empress, the concert, uh, we have the the pope, you know, the, the, the spiritual leader. Um, we, we have the hermit, the one who's sick and tired of the world, retreating to his cave. I mean, we all recognize these types, yeah, but they're not types in the sense of archetypes, you know, that's one discussion that actually irritates me in the <laughs> About, about the discourse within the tarot community. And I was like, what fucking archetypes, you know? Can we please stick to the basics, you know? So start to the start to looking at lines and then start to thinking immediately, how do we, what do we know of this figure culturally speaking? Yeah? So we all somewhere decided that the emperor is the one who rules. Yeah. So if the, if the emperor, the emperor means power. The emperor, da, 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 you know that that's the, the that's the <laughs> that's the rhyme. Yeah. Uh, how do we get to that? You know. So what what is the logic? You know. So why do we say that? So of course we say that because we, if we look at what the emperor performs at the functional level, you know, then we can easily make that logical inference. Like, ah. So so maybe he has power because obviously if he has a well marked territory. And if his gun is bigger than the neighbor's gun <laughs> and he can defend the goddamn thing, um, then maybe he has power, you know. So so that's how we get to the idea of one of the cards, you know, having a, a, some significance. But when we read, you know, so it's easy to fall into that trap and immediately as soon as you lay the cards down, you start reading them according to these lists, yeah, lists of meanings that sometimes we don't even think about where these um, set phrases, you know, come from, how are they logically connected to both the graphic design on the card and then also the functional aspect of what we recognize culturally speaking, yeah? So, so that is basically the premise, uh, the premise for, my, for my reading. Then um, you are talking about context, you know? So, of course, I mean, I never read cards without a context because then what would be the point of that? You know, that if I did that, then I would end up just lecturing, lecturing in art history or lecturing in graphic design. 
And uh, you seeing how the, the, the Empress Scepter, you know, in the next card, the next tweet becomes to, I don't know, two eggs or something. <laughs> two horses, you know, if we are with the card of the chariot here, right? And then I can immediately put two and two together and decide that, oh, perhaps w- what we are talking about here is the, the Emperor getting ready to go to war. You know, now he's, now he's been sitting or quasi sitting on his throne and here comes the charioteer full in full armor, you know, and he's in, in motion. So we have movement. So we can instantly just begin to uh, read those two cards together as the emperor being ready to act. Now, See, you're we- talking like so above most of our heads, like you have this, first of all, you have this educational academic knowledge for most of us, we're going to have to go w- and get a book. And then I know because mm-hmm. it's something I've had you do is that you turn those cards into a poem. To me, you're you're making you're you're talking about it as if oh, it's so simple. Anybody can do this. And no, you have a skill set or an experiential set that gives you an ability to do something that is not as simplistic as you're presenting it. I couldn't do what you're doing. Most people couldn't do what you're doing. So here's we're kind of coming to um, the end of our time together. Tell me a time when you, um, something like something you thought of as bad happened to you, but it turned out to be a really great thing because sometimes the cards tell you something bad, but it turns out to be great. Right. Um, you're going to catch me again. (laughs) You catch me on that one. Well, Hmm. Um, can, can I go back to mother? <laughs> can, mother? I, can, I bring her, yeah, can I bring sure. her? Can I go back to mother? You know, when mother, she said, don't assume anything. And then I, she, like, she meant it. <laughs> she was speaking in some strange samurai voice, you know, like, don't assume. Well, you see, hmm, when you say something bad happens, I never think of it in those terms, you know. So I just, I never think of it in like, oh, oh the shit has hit the fan. <laughs> Oh my God, that was a disaster. I mean, I never think, I never think, I don't, I never, because I don't assume anything. Yeah. I know people, most people. Like the devil, like one of the first readings you gave to me, you you were like, oh, this doesn't look good. This is not, you know, things aren't good here. You're going to have to do something different. So, I mean, that's a negative connotation. Of course. But why did I say that? That is simply because I was reading the cards, graphically speaking and culturally speaking, totally as the cards related to your context. So you had a very specific question. Right. So with that in mind, when I looked at the cards, you know, and then I saw the progression of what, like, what's happening in these images. Where is the movement? Yeah, How, where is it going? Because I had your question at the back of my mind, I could answer it in, you know, in those terms. So of course, I'm not saying that I don't say this looks shitty. Oh, I say that all the time. <laughs> you know, or, or speaking of, so women come to me and say, "Oh, yes, and my my partner and all that," and then she gets the fool, right? And I say, "Ditch him." Man, I mean, what? You, you can't live with this person. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, sometimes I say, oh, my God, you know, people are going to come and lynch me here over here. <laughs> they say, yeah, you ruined my marriage. You know, maybe I, I am guilty of that a few times. So if I have to admit by own admission, you know, I'm guilty of breaking up marriages like, whoa, you know, it's like I, 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 I do this for a living. Yeah? So I can impose 
that which we would call negative, you know, into the cards. But I only do that because I actually have a very specifically um, and uh, well-formulated context on the table. So and I'm, not, I'm not shooting from the hip, you know? <laughs> well, you also said that the cards are always about things that are changing in the moment. So you pull the cards right now and it says, yeah. leave your husband. What if we pulled them tomorrow and it said, your husband's great. I mean, isn't that possible too? Uh, no. <laughs> no, no, because, no, because, because speaking of that moment, you know, when you, when you, if you, and now it, we also talk about uh, the seriousness of the event, you know. So it's like if somebody comes to you and wants to know about or wants to get a sense of where they stand in relation, we talk about relationship, where they stand in relation to one another, you know. And so as often I get this like people really are, uh, don't have clarity. And say, I'm not sure I, I can read my husband anymore, you know, and it's a real concern. Uh, what am I going to do? So, so when the people come to you and put that sort of question on, on your table in all earnest, so that's the condition, yeah? Then in my long experience now with, with the cards, you know, I have never experienced a situation where today in this very moment the cards say leave him and then tomorrow asking the same question. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't even happen. Okay. People don't go home and then, oh, I'm... Although I have experienced that also where people have to double check and then they go to, to three other fortune tellers and then the cards will say different things. But I would say, okay, you know what, what, what you are lacking, you lack seriousness. You are not serious. <laughs> what, you're, what you're after is just some, some piece of uh, trash news. Mm. You know, of course, the cards can also give you trash news because, because you yourself are trash. You, you, you are not serious. So, you know, so, so I'm, I'm always quite serious myself, you know, and pe if people come to me and if I, if I detect that, now I never judge the question because it's not my table to judge what people put on my table. I don't even have an interest, you know. Well, the only thing that interests me is how well formulated the question is because otherwise I can't, I can't be precise. Um, so the other thing I don't, but, you know, I, if, I, if I sense that, oh, this person is like the flakes, right, and there's, there's plenty of that around. Um, you are not serious, right? If if I see that they are not serious, then uh, well, I can try and I can try and broach it, you know, the, to them and say, you know, and what what are you thinking exactly, or why why do you want to know this? So then I try to bring them closer to to a to a reflective state where they actually think about the implication of what they are ask what what they are asking, because I mean, if if you just want entertainment, I mean, man, just just. Put on your TV and you're going to get the same. <laughs> Camelia, it's been a real pleasure to speak with you and to just, I could probably spend years with your mind. I, I, I had like whole series of questions about what it's like to even read or learn about things in an academic situation that are mostly written by men because women have such a different kind of wisdom about the world, but we don't have time for all of that. Is there anything you want to say as we, we wrap up? I'm so grateful to you for taking the time to speak with me. Oh, <laughs> yes, that thing would <laughs> keep going. Yes, I could, I could, I could, I could share more stories. 
Uh, and the women, yes, I did send, I did send my my male bo- my male boss also. And I I just, I just tell them to go fuck themselves, you know. So that's my answer to that shit. Um, so you know, sometimes I get away with it, and sometimes you know I don't. But then I don't give a fuck. So that's my response to to to, to the world, you know. But what I would have to say, yeah, whatever. Clarity, you know, gain clarity. One way or another, there are ways through which people can gain clarity. And one way in which you can do that is to simply not assume it. Don't assume anything, you know. <laughs> Where is mother? I can hear that she's applauding. <laughs> not, but really, um, that's. I think that 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 is that makes people's lives easier. Not that I should give any advice. I don't even know why I do that. Um, but you know, I feel that. In this world where so many disconnected parts, you know, are being experienced, the best is to simply just take a step back and then not assume anything, the, the knowing how the future goes and what, how everything unfolds and just uh, abide in, in that calm, you know, and, and because it's only in that that you can actually see what's happening. <laughs> So, you know, so I, I think that that uh, a lot of people can experience um, yes, a relief, you know, so the, achieve some peace of mind, you know, and, and peace of mind, you can achieve it if you have clarity, clarity, you know, so emotions and all these other things. I mean, we, I leave that to literature, you know. <laughs> I love it. Clarity. I always feel like, you know, when you, when you do have clarity, a path is there before you. And if there's uh, an intention and there's something mixed in there that something little extra, that little grain of salt is going to, to change the outcome. Thank you so much, Camelia, for uh, joining me here. My name is Tanya Pinkins and you've been listening to You Can't Say That, the show where you can on the Broadway Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to You Can't Say That the show where you can. I'm Tanya Pinkins, and You Can't Say That is part of the Broadway Podcast Network, produced by Dory Berenstein and Alan Seals, edited by Derek Gunther, with music by Kat Dale. If you like what you hear, don't forget to subscribe and rate this podcast highly wherever you stream. Follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Tanya Pinkins. And to learn more, visit bpn.fm forward slash y-c-s-t. Stay safe. This is Tanya Pinkins. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.